Welcome to Pro Preacher. I'm your host, Brandon Hilgeman, the founder of ProPreacher.com. And this is a podcast for pastors and leaders about growing your influence and ability to preach the word. My mission is to help you communicate with greater effectiveness and increase your influence for God because the good news deserves our best effort. Well, do you ever feel like you just have too much work to do and not enough time to get it all done? If so, you're normal. (laughs) You see, a lot of pastors, we have so much work on our plates that it's impossible for us to get it all done. There's always more phone calls, more emails, more meetings that we could have, more things we could be working on, more study we could do, more sermon preparation that we could get done. There's always just more more, more. And so it seems sometimes like at the end of the day, your work is not nearly complete and you can go home feeling frustrated. And so I want to give you a few things that I've learned, a few productivity tips for pastors that will help you get more done with the limited time you have, but also help you focus more on what is most important. So let's get into that right now. The first productivity tip that you may not necessarily think of as a productivity tip is don't neglect spiritual disciplines. Now you might say, how is that a productivity tip? Well, spending time in prayer and spending time in the word of God is productive. Now, a lot of times we're tending to get so busy that we neglect praying. We neglect time reading our Bible. We neglect spending time with God because we think, I don't have time for that. I've got so much else on my plate. But I'm telling you, you will get far more done with God on your side than you will without him. You'll get far more done when you are praying than you will if you aren't. God will help you supernaturally to get the work done that he wants you to get done. But you need to spend some time with him. Don't neglect time in the word. Don't neglect time in prayer. Don't neglect time with God. Spiritual discipline is productivity. Disciples are disciplined and you need that in your life too. And look, let's be honest. If you're running on spiritually empty, you're going to be far less effective. But when you are spending time with God in prayer and in his word, God is pouring into you. And as God pours into you, then you can then take that and flow that out and pour it into other people in your ministry. You'll be far less effective when you're running on empty. If you're going to be a spiritual leader, you need to step up and lead first in your spiritual life. And then all the rest of your ministry will flow out of that. Next, you need to exercise regularly. Now, you might be one of those guys who says, look, I'm not into exercise. That's not really my thing. But let me tell you this, okay? Exercise is proven scientifically to increase your productivity. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to be more confident. It's proven to lift your mood, make you happier. And it's also proven to help clear up your mind and think better. There's a reason you get your best ideas when you're walking around or when you're out doing different things other than just sitting at your desk. Exercise is going to increase the blood flow to your brain. and It's going to help you in a variety of ways to make you more productive. 
So you need to get up and exercise at least three, four times a week, if not more. Make it a part of your regular routine and it's gonna help you get more done because you're gonna feel better, you're gonna have more energy and when you're working, you're gonna be more on your A game and feeling less sluggish and less tired. Our body is a gift from God. It's a temple and we need to take care of that. A lot of pastors, let's be honest, aren't as healthy as we should be. And I'm one who was for a very long time, I was unhealthy. But I've come to realize that I need to take care of my body because it is a tool that God has given me to glorify Him. And the healthier I am and the more energy that I have, the longer and the more ministry I can do, hopefully, God willing, for many, many years because I'm taking care of the body God's given me so that I can use it optimally for, for Him. All right, my third tip is delegate, automate, or eliminate. What I mean by that is you need to look at every single thing on your list of things to do and look at that through the lens of, do I need to delegate this? Do I need to automate this? Or is that something I should eliminate? Because let's be honest, a lot of us, we have so much to do and not enough time to do it all. So we gotta be selective to make sure we're only doing the things that only we can do. So when you look at item, you say, okay, is this something I can delegate? Is this something that I can give to somebody else? Is something that I don't have to be the one who does this every single time? Maybe there's a high capacity volunteer. Maybe there's another staff member. Maybe there's someone else who would love to do that thing that you're not very good at in the first place, and you can give it over to them and let them use the gifts that God's given them. There's a lot of things today that technology allows you to automate. If it's something that just recurs over and over and over again, maybe there's a program that you can set it up where it's going to automatically do that for you and you don't have to always do it yourself. And then last, you need to look, is this something I should eliminate? Is it something that has to be done? It might be a good thing, but is it the best thing? And in ministry, we have so much on our plates that a lot of the times we get wrapped up in doing things that are good, but good can be the enemy of great. The things that are good in our lives can be the enemy of doing the things that are best in our lives. And so we got to make sure that we're doing only the top most important things and letting those other things that maybe are good, but not quite as important. Sometimes we need to look at that and say, look, that might be a good thing, but that's not the priority right now. That's not the most important thing right now. And I don't need to be spending my time or my people's time or our resources working on this. And that's something we just need to say, hey, that was a good thing for a season, or maybe it's lost its effectiveness, but it's not as good now. And that's something that we need to set aside and move forward without. Fourth, you need to delegate responsibility, not tasks. I think I heard Craig Groeschel talk about this the first time and it really opened my eyes to what delegation is supposed to be. A lot of the time when we wanna delegate something, we look at our task list and we say, okay, here's all the things that I have to do. And so we say, hey, I wanna delegate that. So we just take that task list and, and say, hey, you over here, can you please do this task for me? And then we give them the next task or the next task and we're delegating a to-do list. We're delegating tasks. We're saying, I need you to go here and do this and do this and do this and we're delegating tasks. But what that does is it doesn't free up your time as much because you still are the one who has to give the tasks to the other people. You're not allowing them to lead in anything. They're just your gopher. Go for this, go for that, go for that. And so they have to keep reporting back to you for the next task, and that takes up a lot more of your time. A lot of pastors delegate poorly, and nobody wants to be given your to-do list. So give other people leadership 
over an area where you're not micromanaging them. Now, maybe at first you set them up a little bit and you help give them a vision of what that's supposed to look like, but let them take care of the details. And then you can meet with them or correct them if there's some things that are a little off that maybe should be different, but then you can work with them as they grow in their leadership in that area. And sooner or later, if you've delegated to the right person, they're gonna just run with that area of ministry and then you no longer have to worry about it you no longer have to think about it because you have handed over leadership to the right leader and then you're just investing in leaders and you're getting more done. Your ministry is accomplishing more than if you were constantly having to oversee that thing and micromanage that task and make sure they were doing it right every single time. Delegate responsibility, not tasks. And the fifth tip is to automate your schedule. A lot of times in ministry, we want to meet with different people. Maybe it's for a counseling appointment, or maybe it's for the certain leader that we're trying to connect with. And we can spend a lot of time where we are just sending emails back and forth, trying to work with our calendars to find a time that we can both meet. You send out the email, you know, hey, I'd uh, love to meet up with you. How does coffee on Monday morning sound? And then they send back the email, oh, Monday doesn't work good for me. How about Wednesday? And then you're like, look at your calendar. Oh no, Wednesday, I got this appointment. How about Wednesday afternoon? And you go back and forth until you find the right time to meet. There's awesome tools out there that will help you with this. One that I love is called Calendly. And you can use Calendly to set up blocks in your schedule where you're just reserving time where that is going to be set up for meetings every single week. And then when people want to meet with you, when people say, hey, I'd love to, to ask you about this or I could use some counseling, you say, great, here's the link to my calendar. You find a time in there that works for you and then they can just click a button on there and schedule themselves in your blocked out time that you have already created for them. And this will save you tons of time. You can give this link to your admin or church secretary or whatever, and they can ju then just send that to people who want to meet with you and they can schedule themselves in your appointment at times you have already preset. So that way the, the rest of your week where you need to do other things, you can block out those times for the things that you need to accomplish there. It's an awesome way to save you time to help people still be able to reach out to you and schedule time to meet with you and you're not gonna waste so much time of yourselves or other people who are constantly writing back and forth just trying to set up a meeting time. Ooh, it's frustrating. Get rid of that. All right, the sixth tip is to schedule time with yourself. Now, this kind of goes to what I was just saying. When you are looking at your calendar, you need to block out time for you, things that you need to get done, whether that's working on your sermon, you need to block that time out every single Monday morning from 9 a.m. to noon or whatever it is, that's your sermon prep time, or maybe it's a different time of day, blocking out those time for the important things that you need to do every single week, the things that are your primary tasks, like preaching or like certain meetings or time that you need to get certain things done, working on certain projects, block those out in your calendar, times where you're gonna work on that yourself. And that way, when people wanna meet with you, when people say, hey, can I, can I have you for just a second here? Or can, can, I, can I meet with you on this time? You can look at your calendar and honestly say, sorry, I can't do that time, I have an appointment. And you're not lying because the appointment is with yourself. It's with God. It's something that you need to work on. They don't need to know all the details about what it is. You don't need to say, sorry, I can't do that. I'm working on my sermon then. Um, you just say, hey, I'm, I'm busy at that time. Can, I, can we do this time? Or you 
point them to your Calendly link, right? And that will give you more time to focus on your priorities and remind you every single week of the rhythms and things that you need to be working on to do your job best and to focus on the most important tasks and responsibilities that you have. By the way, here's a bonus tip. When you can block out a large chunk of time rather than working on little tasks in short bursts throughout the week, but you can say, hey, I'm gonna spend this entire day or this entire morning working on this thing, you're gonna get a lot more done because you are in the zone, you are focused on that one task. You're gonna get way more done than if you're saying, okay, I got 30 minutes here and an hour there and 20 minutes there to work on this different things because you have to keep switching your brain to focus on those areas and it takes a lot of time to to get in the mindset of that project you're working on. It's gonna be harder for you to get in that zone where things are just flowing and, th- and things are just coming to you and you're getting stuff done. And so if you can block out those long periods of time in your calendar for certain projects where you need to get stuff done, it's gonna work a lot better for you. Seven, you need to make a daily to-do list, a daily to-do list. Now you're gonna have a lot of things that come in. You need a place to track all the things that you need to do. And you can keep a to-do list app or something like that for everything you have to do somewhere. I think it's good to capture all that stuff down. But when you open up a to-do list and you've just got dozens and dozens or hundreds of different things that you need to do, it can be incredibly overwhelming. You can waste time just scrolling through all of it all the time, trying to figure out what's the next thing I should do right now. And it's not as effective. You need to take Jesus's advice when he said, do not worry about tomorrow because today's got enough trouble of its own. So focus just on what do I need to get done today? So I suggest you do maybe a list of just three things. If I can get these three things done today, then it was a productive good day. I do this every single day and it's actually, I put together a little journal about it because it's something I've created just for me. It's called the Productive Christian Journal. And every single day, it's gonna walk you through your top tasks. And then if you have time, you can write down some of the other things you need to get done. And what this does is it helps me focus on only the things I need to get done for each day. And then I can keep all the other things I need to get done in a to-do list or a list somewhere else. So when I'm looking at what needs to get done, I can pull that up for ideas if I need them. But it helps you focus on just the important things first. Get those big rocks, get those big things out of the way first. And then then you can work on all the other small things. Now, this is a tool I created for myself. If you want to pick that up, you can see it on amazon.com. It's called Productive Christian Journal. But if you don't use that, you can write it on a sticky note or somewhere else. But that's just one of the things that is in my book that really has helped me. And I use it every single day. And it helps me get stuff done by focusing on just the top three things that'll make my day more productive if I get those done first. All right, tip number eight. If you wanna be hyper-focused and hyper-productive, this isn't for everybody, but set a timer for your tasks. Now, some people call this the Pomodoro technique where they set maybe a 25-minute timer, you work really hard, and then you take a five-minute break. However you decide that it works for you, if you set a timer and give yourself a time limit to get something done, you're gonna get stuff done faster. You know when you have a deadline and you're up against the wall to get something done uh, real quick or before a certain time limit, somehow you manage to get it done almost every single time. And when you set a time limit, you kind of create that urgency in your day and you say, look, I've got 30 minutes to knock this out and that's a big project. So you all of a sudden you set that timer and you get yourself in the mindset of almost like a race and you get trucking and it's amazing how much more you get done if you push yourself. 
Now, there are certain things that you shouldn't rush, so be careful here. But when you set a timer, you say, hey, I've got 30 minutes for this or an hour for this or whatever, you'd be amazed at how much you can get done when you set yourself a timer and help you get locked in and focused on your deadline of getting it done before that clock runs out. Number nine, only touch an email one time. Now, this is something that I've been working on a lot lately because emails, I get hundreds a day and it can really get stressful with all these unread emails. And how many times have you opened up an email, not sure that you want to reply to it or how you want to reply to it yet, and then you hit mark as unread and then you keep going and you see that email in your inbox and it doesn't go away. And maybe you go back to it or mark it as unread and you're not getting stuff done. The more you look at an email, if you cannot answer it right away or you can't do something about it right away, you're wasting time reading it and you're also wasting time where you're thinking about it and it's lingering in the back of your mind. So as a rule, don't sit down to look at your email unless you can answer it right away or do something about it right away. Now, if you don't have an answer for somebody's question right away, well then what you need to do is you just reply, hey, you know, let me get back to you on this. I'm, I'm gonna look up the answer to this. And then you put it in your to-do list. Hey, find answer to this, get back to this person, say, hey, I'll get back to you tomorrow or whatever. But then you still just touch that email once. You've maybe created another to-do list item for yourself later, but you're still answering that email immediately. You've touched it once you've, and you've gotten it done. So set a time during the day where you're gonna look at email each email, either reply or delete it or move it to a folder you need to move it to. Take action on every single email and only look at it one time and you're gonna get through email a lot faster than if you keep going to it, looking at it, thinking about it, marking it as unread, coming back to it later, saying, oh, I don't have time for that question right now and I'm gonna get that later. Look at it once, deal with it, take action on it, even if it's something that you need to delay for later and you're gonna get through email a lot faster. 10. You gotta get more sleep. Sleep is proven to boost your productivity. You think clearer, you're able to focus longer, you need to get good sleep. And ministry will wear you out, keeping you up late at night and getting up early in the morning sometimes, but you need to make sure that you make sleep a priority in your life and you will get more done. So don't cheat yourself staying up late watching Netflix or, or anything like that. You need to get some rest and you will be more productive. God created sleep for a reason. Take advantage of it. Number 11, if you wanna get more done, you need to take a day off. That sounds really counterintuitive, but you need to take a Sabbath. Working every day, according to the Bible, is a sin. God said, work six days, that's cool, but the seventh day, that's mine. Take it off, rest, spend time with me, don't work, hang out with your family, enjoy a good meal, take that day off every seven days. And if you're not doing that, Pastor, because you're so busy and God's got so much and he's blessing your ministry or you got so many things that you need to do, stop. It's wrong. You're gonna burn yourself out, you're gonna wreck your family, and you're gonna hurt your ministry because you have refused to obey God's command to rest. You see, when we take a Sabbath, when we rest, we're saying, look, God, I know I can't do it all, and we are trusting that God can do more than we can accomplish. We're trusting God with that extra day, saying, God, this is in your hands, it's not all in my control, and it's okay for me to take a day off because God, you've got this. If you're working every single day, you're a control freak, 
and you are thinking that the ministry and the work that you're doing is all on you and that God doesn't have it. If you don't do it, it won't get done. And you need to realize that that is wrong. Take a day off. Rest. It will make you more productive. You can get more done the six days a week you're working or the five days a week you're working if you take that day off to rest. Number 12, and this is one of my favorites, drink coffee in the afternoon. Not so much in the morning. If you want a cup of coffee in the morning, that's your thing. That's fine. But if you're a coffee drinker, drinking it in the afternoon will actually help you be more productive. You see, if you've gotten a good night's sleep the the night before, you should have energy in the morning to get up on your own and to go do what you need to do. Now, a lot of people, we don't get enough sleep, and then so we need that cup of coffee to get us going in the morning because we're so exhausted. But if you get enough sleep, you should have energy in the morning. When you need it most and you need that little boost the most is actually in the afternoon. If you have that lunch and you get that after lunch kind of lull where you're just feeling your energy's low and you find you can't get as much done after lunchtime, that's a good time where you need that cup of coffee. That's going to be when it's going to help boost your energy and help you finish out the day. So there you go. If you're not a coffee drinker, that's cool. I like coffee. All right, number 13, you need to organize your office. If your office is cluttered, there's papers everywhere, there's stuff piling up from different church events or ministry things that you've been doing and you don't know where to put it all and it's all of a mess, try organizing your office. One of the things that I've done is gone completely digital with all files. I just scan it in and save it on a computer hard drive, save it safely in the cloud so I can access it anytime I need to. And then you don't have to have papers just piling up on your desk all the time. And you can get more done and spend less time looking through things and searching for things. And if you just declutter your office, throw a bunch of junk out and only keep the things that are important that you're going to use, you will be more focused and you'll feel a little more energized rather than just coming into your office looking like chaos immediately. So declutter. Marie Kondo that thing. Number 14, don't go alone. Anytime that you need to go somewhere in ministry to do some task in ministry, take a page from Jesus's playbook. Jesus always brought his disciples with him when he went to go meet with people, when he went to go teach, when he went to go do things. Jesus brought his disciples with him. Why? One, they were helpful. Two, He was teaching them. He was discipling them. He was mentoring them because one day he would not be there and he needed them to be able to do the things that he was doing. He needed them to know how to preach. He needed them to know how to teach. He needed them to be able to do the work of ministry. He was training them up and equipping them so they could do the work. So pastor, if you are going out to run ministry errands or to counseling sessions or to different conferences or meetings or whatever, if you can, bring someone with you. Bring someone you're mentoring to that thing could be beneficial to them or they could learn how you do things and bring them along with you. One, it's a ministry opportunity. You could hang out with them. Two, it's a time to build that relationship with them. And three, they're going to help you get more. 
done when you're doing different work, they're going to be there with you to help you. And four, you're discipling them and teaching them so that one day maybe you can delegate that responsibility to them and say, hey, can you go do this? Can you go help meet somebody at the hospital? Can you help me because I've got too much on my plate? And you're going to find you're getting more done because not only are you doing what you need to do to get the work done, you're also training up somebody who can go with you who one day can do that work to help out as well. Don't go anywhere. If you can help it alone, bring somebody that you can teach and equip and disciple to do ministry as well with you. And number 15, one of my last tips is prepare for the next day at the end of every day. Before you leave work or maybe before you go to bed, sit down for just a few minutes and think about the next day. What are those top tasks that you need to accomplish? What do you need to be prepared for? Again, I'm not trying to push this too hard, but one of the things I do every single day through my habits that I have in my journal that I use and I also sell if you want one, is at the end of every single day, I have an evening routine or an end of the work routine that could you could use it for that as well, where before you're done with the day, you look over what you got to do the next day, you plan it out, you write down those top things. And I'm telling you, just by getting prepared and in the mindset for the next day before you shut down the first day, you're going to start that next day with so much more energy and focus rather than getting into the office and going, okay, what, in the, what do I have to do? What in the world am I doing today? You've already done that prep work and you can rest and when you show up you're energized you know exactly what to expect and you're going to hit the ground running getting stuff done trust me it's awesome if you just tidy up your desk at the end of the day and plan out your next day before you go home or before you go to bed if you have a routine of just kind of looking over your tasks or your calendar and just doing a quick review and a little prep of what's the next thing what's the tomorrow going to look like you are going to get a lot more done All right, so there you have it. Those are just some of the tips that I have learned from my time in ministry. I really hope that that was helpful for you. I really hope that you got something from that, something you can take away that will help you this week become more productive and more effective in your ministry. So thanks for listening to Pro Preacher. If you found this episode to be helpful, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please help others find us by leaving a quick review or sharing this show with someone who could benefit from hearing it too. For show notes and more content like this, go to ProPreacher.com. And thanks, and I'll see you in the next episode.